Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And uh, here we are again. Uh, Today is, let's see... um, Wow, November 15th, the year of our Lord, 2023. We are recording this on Wednesday, even though it's supposed to air on Thursday, because I have to go and get braces for my oldest. So uh, we're going to be at um, some, well, it's not a dentist. I know there's there's like a specific offshoot of dentistry. But anyway, she's getting braces, so that's going to be fun. Uh, she's been living in terror for the last few days because there's one boy in her class that has braces, and apparently the stories he tells, uh, you, you can't eat anything, everything hurts. Uh, he'd rather bang his head against the tree. And, uh, you know, I'm a, you can either be afraid of what's going to happen, or you can deal with it when it happens because you're going to get the braces. There's no way around it. Therefore, you just learn to to make do. And, you know, the boy in her class is being raised by a single mother. So as far as masculinity or a masculine influence in his life is concerned, not existent. So I'm assuming that's where he gets all his whininess from. Uh, But still, I have to go uh, pick her up this afternoon. And if I run into him, uh, I'm going to make sure to bring a magnet along and just throw it at his face. Hopefully it'll cling against his braces. Stop scaring my daughter. Anyway, uh, here we are. Another week almost come and gone. Things have happened and are happening as they are wont to do because, uh, well, these these are the days that we live in. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a lot to talk about, as always. Uh, as uh, we discussed, there are certain segments of uh, the U.S. administration that is uh, slowly trying to back away. Uh, from from their support of Israel. Also, unsurprisingly, because I told you it would happen at some point, uh, pretty much all the world just turned on a dime and is insisting that Ukraine find a way of appeasing Russia so that we can end the war. Apparently, uh, you know, the getting isn't so good anymore, and, and there's not enough money filling the coffers of the kickbacks. So uh, they, they've decided to... Uh, you know, uh, cut bait, as it were, and uh, try to, you know, bring about the global utopia where everyone does what uh, the, the, the health and human services director, whatever its name is, uh, wants them to do. So uh, that's happening. But I think the most important, by far, pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage, yes, coffee, black, all good. The most important story by far this past week is uh, that Megan Rapino or Rapino or uh, Rapinu, however you say it, um, has concluded that there is no God. The reason for this is because she fell and got a boo-boo at a soccer game. If you don't know who Megan Rapino is, 
she's uh, the pink-haired, outspoken lesbian captain of the U.S. soccer team. Uh, I know, I know. Barely five people watch soccer, men's soccer in the U.S., so women's soccer is what? Uh, Megan Rapino's girlfriend and her cat? I don't know. But still, some people are so deluded that they, they, they think that they are the most important person on the planet. I mean, I'm sorry to break the news to Megan Rapino, but a fart in an elevator has more staying power than her influence. Let's just, there, all right? I know, Mike, you shouldn't. Yes, you should. Come on, seriously. You are a never was. There's, there's, there's no way that you can influence or, you know, steer someone towards anything. You're just a sad woman who was, what, six years ago, seven years ago, was walking around yelling, lock up your daughters and your wives, we're coming for them, you know. But I'm glad that in the midst of all your hedonism and all your uh, perversion, you were able to get your uh, degree in theology and conclude that there is no God. So, yeah, she uh, fell and got a boo-boo during the last game of her career, and nobody was watching, nobody cared. Bigger fish to fry. But uh, at uh, the post-game press conference, uh, she said, I mean, I don't deserve this, because it is all about her. Let's face it. If the sun rises, it's because of Megan Rapinoe. If the sun sets, it is likewise because of Megan Rapino. I know it's Rapino. I just like to say Rapino. Just, just to, eh, you know, stick a finger in the eye of the, you know, uh, just never mind. Okay, so Megan Rapino and her statement. I mean, I don't deserve this. I'll tell you that much, really. Now, granted, you know, a a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old that diagnosed with a degenerative disease, they they don't deserve it. You, m'lady, and I use the term very loosely, uh, eh, questionable. You got a boo-boo. You fell down and got a boo-boo. But the world must come to a standstill because Megan Rapino fell down on a soccer field. <gasps> oh no. Never mind the 1400 people that were slaughtered by Hamas. Megan Rapino did not deserve this. And she continues and says, I'm not a religious person or anything. But if there is a God, this is proof that there isn't. So not only is Megan Rapino so handsome that she could scare a scarecrow, she's also highly intellectual in that this kind of nonsense spills out of her face. I'm not a religious person or anything, but if there is a God, this is proof that there isn't. Huh? 
Make that make sense. I know you can't. The best you could do in life was kick a ball, and you couldn't even do that because you fell down and got a boo-boo. But, but this is the level of self-importance that, that people give themselves. They place themselves at the pinnacle of human achievement. For nothing more than being on a soccer field and trying to kick a ball and getting a boo-boo. But yes, Megan Rapino, I'm sure that everyone agrees with you. I, next Sunday, I'm assuming every church is going to be empty. Because Megan Rapino concluded that there, if there was a God, the proof that she fell and got a boo-boo, that's proof there isn't. So all, all you people that are devoted and have devoted your lives to serving and worshiping God, Megan Rapino, the final authority in all things theology, has concluded that even if there is a God, the fact that she got a boo-boo is proof that there is no God. This, I'm sorry. You know what? Again, you were never relevant to begin with. If you have to put forth the fact that you're sexually depraved in order to get attention, then you're not that good at whatever you do to get the attention for being good at whatever you do. All right, so let's just leave it at that. Now, other things to discuss, because, you know, uh, there is a confluence of things. And you, you look at them and you see which way they're headed. And you go, yeah, that makes sense. Given the times that we're living in, that makes sense. So, Il Papi, uh, the Pope Francis himself, the man who said that transgenderism which is, by definition, people saying to God, you got it wrong. I'm not supposed to be Bob. I'm supposed to be Betty. So, ha, joke's on you, creator of all things. You missed that one. So, Il Papi, the Pope, Francis, uh, who said, yeah, you're right, God got it wrong. I mean, if you feel like a duck and you quack like a duck, you must be a duck even though you are a horse. Uh, so, you know, he gave license to, to baptize and whatever else it was. Uh, and again, those of you that were like, well, you know, we're, we're uh, Holy Spirit-filled Catholics. This is the head of your institution. I'm not going to have that discussion with you anymore. All right, you can't justify this. But, just to make sure that you know, the man uh, keeps on track, as it were. We don't want him to disappoint from week to week. So Il Papi Francis fires a popular Protestant priest for criticizing him all the time. I know. Why would you listen to criticism, constructive as it was, and see if they had a point to make? I mean, that's just silliness. So what you should do is if anyone dares to criticize you for anything, you just go ahead and fire them. 
Pope Francis continues uh, his uh, progressive leanings uh, in the Roman Catholic Church teachings, enraging conservative Catholics after personally firing Bishop Joseph Strickland and relieving him of his duties as Bishop of the Diocese of Tyler, Texas. Strickland has been a thorn in the side of the Vatican for many years, with many likening him to a Protestant priest of how frequently the firebrand prelate has publicly opposed the Pope. I'm sure that if Megan Rapino requests uh, an audience with the Pope so she can uh, convince him there is no God, he'd likely come out and say, Megan Rapino is right. The Pope would paint his hair pink and say, eh, I am God. Look, I'm sorry. I'm, if, if you're still holding to Catholicism after all of this, then I can't help you. This is, this is the man that's supposed to embody the will of God on earth. So the man that's supposed to embody the will of God on earth is doing things contrary to what the word of God says. Huh. Interesting, no? He has publicly questioned and criticized COVID lockdowns and mask mandates, including the way churches were shutting down because of it. Good guy. He accused the Vatican of having a deep state called the Pope's plethora of comments on support of civil same-sex unions very dangerous and confusing called uh, synodality garbage, criticized his fellow bishops for picking and choosing their theology, criticized the Pope for giving communion to Jose Biden and Nancy Pelosi, attacked Francis by calling him diabolically disoriented, and accused the Pope of a program of undermining the deposit of faith. Uh, Tell me that he was wrong in any of these things. Huh? Exactly. So, while there is no such thing as a good pope, since they are the head of an evil and wicked heterodox church, this is the author of the article, heterodox, heterodox, heterodox church, Francis has been particularly noxious and vexatious doing things like affirming the faith of Jose Baden and saying he would never refuse his communion because the president's love for abortion is between him and God. Indeed, is it not? What's the difference between uh, uh, major megachurch pastors and the Pope on their take on, on sin? It's between you and God. Whatever it is, it's between you and God. Just shut up and pay your tithes. So... A decent human being by all accounts, which is this uh, priest by the name of Joseph Strickland, has been personally fired by the Pope. Because that's the thing about deception. Anyone who shines a light on it, anyone who dares to say, hey, things shouldn't be like this, is a thorn. And if you can remove the thorn, you remove the thorn. You don't just sit around and, and, and let, it, let, it, let it continue to prick you. 
So uh, the Pope finally decided it was time to get rid of the one guy that was saying, uh, you missed it on this one and that one and this one and that one. Because nobody in a position of authority that should know better likes to be called out for the things that they do. Now, I'm sure you've all heard that New York is collecting data uh, on social media on average citizens who have not committed crimes except for thought crimes. Look, we're, we're headed to that point. Uh, I, if some of you have seen it, I don't know, but there was a movie some time back. Uh, I think it was with Tom Cruise, and I think the premise of it was that people would uh, be stopped, arrested or otherwise, before they could commit the crime they were thinking of committing. So it was basically about precognition and about thought crimes. And New York is headed towards this this very disturbing trend where they're keeping an eye on everyone without any sort of reason to do so other than if we get a whiff of them saying something that we don't agree with, that's enough of a reason for us to go and uh, bring down the full power and strength of what is the state government. Now, I am torn between uh, talking about Pastor Amanda and uh, her reticence and refusal to pray for people sometimes and about one uh, William Gates, uh, Bill, as he is known to his friends, the man who plays at being a virologist, the man who plays at being a doctor. I guess being a billionaire is not enough. You have to try to control the world, too. And we talked about this. Some of these people have so much money, they can do whatever they want to do at any time they want to do it. They don't have to go to work. They don't have to get out of their PJs. They can eat pineapple all day if they want. But that's never enough. And so the next thing that that they evolve to, is the best way I can put it, is their need to play God. And you have a few of these people, one of them being Bill Gates, the other being Soros, the other perhaps, I don't know, to a certain extent, the Rockefeller family. But these people feel the need to control everyone. They feel the need to play God. In their quest to play God, uh, apparently billionaire Bill Gates is buying up farmland and investing in meat alternatives to control the public's diet under the guise of saving the planet from climate change. Now, this should disturb you. 
because once he's acquired all the land he needs to acquire, once all these companies are up and running, the next thing that people like Bill Gates are likely to do is use the power of government, the levers of government, to tax the things they want done away with. I know, this is getting a little deep, but you got to hear it, because when you see it happening, you're not going to go, I didn't see this coming. I know, I didn't see pet dinosaurs in heaven coming either, so all of us have blind spots, kids. But the reality is this. Once all of their plans are put into motion, the next thing they have to do is force people to comply to their insanity. Because let's face it, nobody gives up steak voluntarily. Nobody gives up a a, a good turkey burger voluntarily. Or a, a decent malt. You know, the thick kind where you can eat it with a spoon. I'm not talking about the stuff you get at Dairy Queen. There's a place here in Watertucky that's uh, one of these old-fashioned malt. And you can get it, you know, they, they have the manly version and the sissy version. And the manly version is so thick, you can eat it with a spoon all the way to the bottom. The sissy version, they put more milk in it, and so you can you can drink it with a straw. Who needs that? But they will begin to tax the things that they don't want you to consume to the point that it becomes unaffordable to the average citizen. So everything from meat to cheese to to dairy to eggs to whatever it is that they go, eh, we don't want you eating this. They'll begin to tax it. And so at some point, there will be that breaking point where a ribeye is 150 bucks. Nobody's going to buy it. They're not going to produce the cattle because it's taxed to death. And so you will go to Mr. William Gates with your plastic bowl and say, may I please have some maggot gum, whatever it is, the the mush. People don't quit. It's not as though they're like, ah, I made my billions. Now I can sit and enjoy a sunrise and a sunset. Their purpose is to take over the essential systems of humanity, which is food, water, power, heat, etc. That no one in government is sounding the alarm about these things should tell you that most people in government are bought and paid for. It should tell you that they don't care about what they leave behind as long as they get theirs. And what they're not figuring into the equation, it's it's the same thing that's happening with, I don't know, people like Barbara Streisand, if Trump gets reelected, I'm leaving. All that was all fun fun and hilarious when people didn't have to wonder if they should pay their mortgage or buy food. There is going to be a very noticeable backlash against spoiled people. 
there's going to be a very noticeable backlash against people who are living in the lap of luxury, yet pretending as though they are being persecuted and harangued. There's going to be a backlash against government officials who have concluded that they can do whatever they want to the average citizen whenever they want it, and there is no blowback. There are no consequences. There's no collateral damage. And it's coming. Because more and more people are getting to that red line of not being able to make it. And they did everything the way it was supposed to be done. They got the job. They got the career. They were upwardly mobile. They got their 2.2% raise every other year. They got the mortgage. They got the wife. They got the two and a half kids. They got the puppy. They paid their taxes. They obeyed the law. When their multinational company said, you you need to roll up your sleeve or we're going to fire you, they stood in line and they rolled up their sleeve because they couldn't bear to lose all that they worked for. And then after it all blew over and everybody's realizing there's a lot of folks dropping dead, their company just shrugged their shoulder and we didn't make you do it. And all of these things are building up animus. It's like bile in the back of your throat. It just builds up and builds up. And at some point, to go somewhere, at some point, all of that pent-up anger and rage at the for lack of a better term, unfairness, even though you should know life's not fair. But at the blatant corruption, I think, more than anything, I think that's the thing that's going to push people over the edge. I think that's the thing that's going to, that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. When decent human beings work themselves to the bone, have nothing to show for it, lose whatever they have, and people like Bill Gates are are, are sitting there pontificating about how you should stop feeding your kids eggs because he wants to save the planet. Even though there is absolutely no science. By the way, the what... Uh, See, now I'm getting angry, and I don't want to get angry. I mean, this was supposed to be an almost lighthearted sort of program. We started off with Megan Rapino, But once the scientific community didn't come out and unanimously, unequivocally state that transgenderism is a mental illness, you lost every single ounce of goodwill or credibility that you had. So the next time someone says to me, trust the science, I hope you like the taste of teeth. Because if we're going to go scientific, then we need to tell a bunch of guys that are putting on dresses that they're mentally ill and they need help. If you're not going to do it, And if you're going to try to tweak the science to normalize this nonsense, then I ain't going to believe nothing 
that you say. I think uh, trusting the science has burnt us more than once in uh, recent memory, hasn't it? Was it that, that, that little rat, El Dottore Fauci? We were supposed to trust that science too, huh? And he got 24, 36, 22-year-olds just dropping dead. This didn't used to happen before. I understand we have short-term memory issues here. But prior to 2021, you didn't have the died suddenly crowd. There had to be a reason for the death that occurred. Completely healthy people, not like me, but actual people who work out and eat kale. Just boom, dropping dead. What was the cause of death? Nobody knows. How come? What about science? Let's, let's get scientific. What does science have to say about it? Oh, nothing. They're, 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 they're wholly focused on transgenderism. They're trying to convince people you're born that way. And, well, you know, the Pope, thumbs up. So, I don't see it as my job, stab at your hope every week. But those of you that are still holding out hope for this present generation or this world, I'm assuming there's enough paper cuts in your hope that it's bleeding out. I'm sorry to be the bearer of that bad news, but it's the reality that we have to live in. Again, if we live in an illusion, if we live perceiving the things around us as being different than what they are, then mentally we're not in a very different place than guys who think they're women. You're just perceiving something else that's completely different, 180. We have to come to terms with the reality of the things that are happening around us so that we don't live under the illusion that things are going to be all right, brother, hallelujah, things are going to work out. For whom? Because if you read your Bible, you understand that things aren't going to be all right. They're not going to work out, not in the short term anyway. And if you place your trust and hope in the things of this earth, and if you hope, place your trust and hope in, 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 in political parties and politicians, you're, you're just going to get deeper and deeper into that vortex of despair when everything you hoped for doesn't materialize. And you can't really blame God because God already said in his word what was going to happen. So is it surprising to me that, that Bill Gates wants you to drink maggot soup? No. What's surprising to me is that nobody's calling it out, even though they're seeing it happening before their very eyes. What's surprising to me is that the people that were supposed to be, you know, oh, we're for, you know, America and, and close the borders. Uh, they couldn't even pass a impeachment resolution for Mallorcas, who has, by any metric, failed at his job. 
So keep putting your hope in politicians. I'm sure it'll work out one day. Now, since this is happening close to home, uh, well, eh, well, th- this story is about one that's in uh, New York, but some town here in Wisconsin decided to do away with uh, anything having to do with Christmas because it's offensive. Uh, Christmas is too closely related to Christianity. Therefore, it's offensive to people. And I know there's Christians that are fighting against Christmas. Because why? You know, we, we, we forget that Jesus said, anyone that's, that's, that's not against you is for you. And the fact that, that we're stabbing ourselves in the face, don't call it Christmas. Stop, please. I'm not talking about Santa Claus or gifts, but just the idea that Jesus was born, I know, likely not on Christmas Day. But it's a day of remembrance and of people coming together and, 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 of, and of, I don't know, maybe goodwill. I know. See, not only am I a Zionist shill, I'm also one of those people that says Christmas. You should probably go back to listening to Pam. Or I got another one for you. Pastor Amanda. Pastor Amanda, who is the executive pastor of the Gate Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, who's also a uh, traveling evangelist, because why not? I mean, if, if you claim to be a pastor, contrary to what the word allows, why not claim to be an evangelist too? You should take your show on the road, Pastor Amanda. You go, girl. Anyway, her bio says this. Huh. I am a leader to leaders. I, I love the fa- Did you use a bicycle pump? Or did you actually go to the gas station and, and use one of those uh, car tire air pressure things to inflate your ego such? Because if it was a bike pump, I, it took a minute. I am a leader to leaders an encourager to the underdog, a coach to the growing, and a developer of the future. <laughs> this, is, this is her bio. Somebody didn't write this about her. She wrote this about herself. Now, I just got done with going over the book of Jude on the blog. We're into the book of James. And guess what? The half-brothers of Jesus used as their introduction. I, Jude, a bondservant of Christ. I, James, a bondservant of Christ. I, Pastor Amanda, am a leader to leaders, an encourager to the underdog, a coach to the growing, and a developer of the future. (laughs) I am privileged to have many doors open to me in many areas of influence. 
from international travel, local church development, speaking at conferences, coaching and mentoring leaders, to not you peons. You're stuck with me. Pastor Amanda only coaches and mentors leaders. So if you ain't a leader, get to step in. Empowering men and women, helping establish kingdom businesses. Strategizing with local churches. God continues to use me in unique and pivotal ways. I'm a builder by nature, prophetically insightful, undeniably spirit-led indeed. Because every single person in the Bible had to, you know, vouch for themselves as being spirit-led. Undeniably so. I mean, why don't you believe Pastor Amanda when she tells you she's undeniably spirit-led? I, Paul, a bondservant of Christ. I, Timothy, Jude, James, John, Peter, the whole gang, bondservants of Christ. Not, not one sentence in this uh, illustrious self-analysis even hints at this woman being a bondservant of Christ. Just, just somebody that does the will of God. Undeniably, Spirit-led, Pastor Amanda says, I believe for the impossible and desire to usher in the supernatural. And it is through this governmental authority in the kingdom that I believe I have been assigned. I rarely take no as my final answer and have learned how to war for my generation. Indeed. Wow. I mean, I, I need to change my bio on the website. I, I, my, my, my thing is what I, I'm a guy that picks his nose, uh, tries tries to do what God tells him. Most of the time, succeeds. Some of the times, God has to spank me. That's I, 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 I need to copy paste Pastor Amanda's uh, bio, because oh man, leader to leaders, can you believe it? You. Are in the presence of greatness. If you stand in an elevator next to Pastor Amanda and she, you know, lets one loose. I, but let's continue because we haven't even gotten to the good part. Because, you know, I, we, we get that Pastor Amanda's a busy bee, and she only ministers to leaders, okay? I mean, she, she coaches and mentors leaders. Uh, you got no shot, unless you're a leader. And then the question must be asked, what are you leading? Who are you leading? How many are you leading? You know, important question. But... Pastor Amanda recently visited a church in Chicago. And uh, this is what she said 
to the congregants. Apparently it was not a congregation of leaders, four leaders. It was just peons like you and me. You know what I love about the Lord? He only does it in the timing of his grace. He never introduces you to more breakthrough until he knows you got the capacity and maturity to deal with it. This, this, this word salad nonsense that we've become so accustomed to is driving me up a wall. That's why sometimes I've prayed for people and I've literally come to people and looked at them. I have come to people and I have said, I cannot pray for you. Now, this is so hard. Just so you know, because there's nothing about that that feels like a particularly a speaker who is visiting that a pastor will be pleased with this statement. But I've said that because if I pray for you, you don't have the maturity in your life and the breakthrough that God will give you through the anointing that's on my life. Tell me that makes sense. I read it verbatim. And if I pray for you and see that there's a deliverance in your life and you don't fill it correctly, then I've actually opened you to worse. So I have looked at people before and said, I love you. I'll speak to you. I'll hold on to you. I will love you in this season, but I refuse to bless a blessing on you because you can't handle what it means to be blessed yet. I, I'm speechless. I know it takes a lot, doesn't it? It takes a lot to leave me speechless. But man, I think Pastor Amanda's an up-and-comer. I think she's going to give the pink-haired lady a run for her money. And the other one with the, you know, porta potty to heaven. Look at that. Ooh, they should have a conference. I, they, could, they could spin it in such a way where they can infer... You know, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and, and them three. So they, 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 they are the triune force of good for, uh, you know, mentoring leaders and telling people things that make absolutely no sense. Go home to your husband, lady. Lord, give me strength. She, she, this, it makes absolutely no sense. I'm sitting there scratching my head, getting a wound. Going, what are you trying to say? And I should have stopped at her self-aggrandizing bio, but I had to go on. So if you've ever wanted to be in the presence of a leader to leaders and an encourager to the other dog and a coach to the growing you should probably seek out Pastor Amanda. Granted, if you're not yet a leader, she can't mentor you. And uh, if you're not ready to receive all that she has to give, because again, it's all about her, uh, then she's just going to say, nay, nay, I ain't praying for you yet. You know what? You need to start in faith. So pull out your checkbook. I'll tell you when to stop writing zeros, and we can go from there, huh? What you say? What you say? I'm I, look. I'm sorry. If you think this is what 
the church was meant to be. If you believe uh, Pastor Amanda and the pink-haired lady and all these other goofballs that, that say things for which they will be called to answer someday uh, are, are the pinnacle of spirituality, um, then, then, then you, you missed it. You missed the narrative. You, you kind of skipped the important parts of the Bible where true strength, True power isn't in the lofty words we say about ourselves, but in walking humbly with our Lord, in being obedient, not in just some things, but in all things, in doing what he instructs us to do, even when we know that it will hurt the flesh. Pastor Amanda. Wow. I know. I know. Mike, that's misogynistic. No, it's not. It's not. Because there's there's a bunch of guy goofballs too. But for some reason, uh, the men have enough presence of mind, enough self-awareness, to uh, throttle back on the whole port-a-potty teleportation to heaven. Huh. Because as men, they're usually speaking to men, and men usually aren't as credulous as some of the sisters uh, that, that support this sort of nonsense. All I can do is tell you the truth. That's it. I... Uh, I'm sorry for the people that still cling to the idea that the modern-day church is salvageable. That's the nicest way I can put it. I, I, I feel pain in my heart for those that look upon what Christianity has become and say, we can salvage this, rather than, Lord, burn it and start anew. Because the thing about trying to salvage something is that no matter how far back you have to go, you can you can go down to the to the studs and the beams, but it's still the same foundation. And if the foundation isn't the word of God, and if the foundation isn't the truth, however far back you had to gut it, you're still building on a foundation that is not up to code as far as the word of God is concerned. So that's, I think, the difference between trying to salvage the modern day church and pray that God builds his church from the ground up. And it's not going to be with uh, individuals telling stories of pet dinosaurs in heaven or Porta potty teleportation or Pastor Amanda's that are so self important that they wouldn't give 
a child of God with no influence or power or, you know, leadership skills the time of day. So that's uh, the conundrum, kids. Are we trying to salvage something that shouldn't be? Or are our prayers geared towards God building something that is his own? Could be small, could be insignificant in the eyes of the world. Nobody's claiming they got to go to heaven sitting on a porta potty. But they're diligent and they do the work and they speak the truth unafraid, unashamedly. The foundation that they build upon is the Word of God. Their desire isn't accolades, it's not fame. It's, it's not being the voice of the nations, prophet to the nations, all these, all these, these, these names people give themselves that just, they, they, they cause disgust now. It's just faithful people faithfully working out their salvation with fear and trembling. And I know that it's going to be hard because we've gotten used to pomp. We've gotten used to show. We've gotten used to entertainment. And usually that's, that's what men equate the presence and power of God with nowadays. It's, it's not God breaking someone down from the inside and rebuilding them in real time. It's Benny Hinn running across the stage and throwing his coat. That's what people respond to. It's not a transformed life and a renewed mind. It's a guy kicking cancer patients in the stomach. I, I I don't believe that gutting the modern-day church is going to be enough. I don't. Because the foundation that they've built upon is man-centered. And so the one thing we can pray for is that God separate the wheat from the chaff. God separate the hot from the lukewarm and that he begin to use what remains mightily not for the glory of the individuals not so they can have a bio declaring how they're a leader of leaders and how what they have to give you you couldn't contain but so that God's name be glorified Because we're on the clock. Things are happening all over the world that ugliness could spread in an instant if one person pressed the wrong button. Ponder that. 
So it's not as though we have time and we can dilly-dally about. We have to be about our Father's business. We have to be about proclaiming the truth. We have to be about preaching righteousness and holiness unto God. How many people listen is unimportant because that's not the way God judges success or failure. The only thing God will weigh is whether you've been faithful. The only thing God will weigh is whether you've been obedient. Did you do what he tasked you with doing? If so, then you will receive your reward. Everything's about to change. And I think those that are still clinging to the notion of Christian superstardom and fame and all this nonsense that that has been permeating Christianity for decades now don't understand how big the shift that's coming is going to be. There will be a backlash against those that have kept you comfortably numb at the expense of your spiritual maturity. There will be a backlash against those pillaged you at the expense of telling you the truth. I'm 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 50 in a year and change. That's half a century. So by any metric, even if I was a healthy person, uh, I'm, I'm past the halfway point. I do what I do because God told me to do it. And I fear him enough that I speak the truth to you because I know I will stand before him one day, likely sooner rather than later. And my only desire is that I have no blood of innocent people on my hands. So do with that what you will. I know this this went off track about 20 minutes ago, but we go where it leads. That's the fun thing about this program. We started out with Megan Rapino and her self-importance. We went on to uh, Pastor whatever her face was. What was her name? I even forgot her name. This is how important that woman is. It's like the life cycle, life cycle of the dung beetle. It's, I've already forgotten her name. What was her name? I'll find it because uh, I'm, I'm well committed to remembering it. Oh, pastor something or other. I know. See, that's the thing about self-importance and self-delusion. Uh, only the person in question thinks they're that important. Pastor Amanda. <laughs> Pastor Amanda. How can we forget such a gloriously self-important name? Pastor Amanda. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you have choices, kids. <laughs> you, you, you can go and uh, hope that Pastor Amanda sees you as worthy of her prayers or you can be in the presence of God who welcomes you in fellowship with him. 
Huh. Isn't that a thing, though? I, I, I'm almost done. I'm going to leave Gino his three minutes because he's like, he's got entire notebooks ready. He's doing this whole collage and pie chart thing. So I'll, I'll give him his time. But isn't it odd that while God is willing to give you all the time you're willing to give him, <laughs> Pastor Amanda is so choosy about who she prays for. Something worth thinking about. Anyway, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Yes, I'm all good. Uh, I, I have mucus for some reason, but I'm not coughing. We drank the coffee. We told you the thing. Now, Gino, he's chomping at the bit and ready to go. It's all yours, buddy. <laughs> all right, Mike. I got to stop laughing. <laughs> Amanda. Well, where does Amanda fall biblically here? I've got a scripture. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. And that is where those folks fall. Churches with a gay pride flag in front of them, marching in LGBTQ pride parades, fall under that. Leaders that are wolves, lying to the flock, deceiving the flock, speaking lies, masquerading as people of righteousness, but they are not God's pastors. And in the last days, God, the Lord said evil would increase. And when the church loses its foundation, when it loses biblical truth, it's lost its purpose, mission, and the Holy Spirit for sure will not be in that church. But they go on thinking God's with them. And when they stand in front of God, what a shock it'll be when the Lord says, depart. So pray for wherever you go to church that your leader speaks the truth and that the leader stands behind the Bible because it's getting harder to find. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.